Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6, opening your mind and waking you up to the true threats to your liberties, to your rights, to your privileges. That's really what this is all about. So I'm a libertarian. That's my ideology. I believe that there's liberty and justice for all requires economic and personal freedom, which requires personal responsibility. I have an ideology, but I also believe that the Bill of Rights, and I think there's plenty of evidence of it, is really the last stand between the world and world tyranny. That the world looks to us, and if we if if we lose that, if we lose those hard lines, and of course we are losing them, then they can make an excuse to do whatever they want. Like this Christchurch call about um, suppressing free speech around the world. We could not sign it because we have not totally gutted the First Amendment yet. I'm sure it's coming, but it's not yet. But I had a call before the break. I was, uh, Maurice, I'm going to, talk to you then i'm gonna get to jerry after but maurice you were telling me something um tell me again what did you were saying that kevin annette is he Uh someone you like or don't like is he somebody you think is valid oh he's great oh he's He's great a hero okay and he calls out just the vatican on their misconduct or just across the board Well, if you don't know anything about him you need to find out okay even after this call yes i uh, certainly will and the deal what? is yeah. he has a, a common law tribunal that has indicted both the queen. This is for a libertarian. This is a real uh, truth to power. Yeah. Uh, just uh, so that's why it's relevant even on all issues. But anyway, he. I've listened to the tribunal uh, testimonies and whatever. You can do it as well. It's not that easy because they're suppressing it. But the point being is he's indicted uh, the, you know, the queen. I could talk about that, but both popes for pedophilia and child uh, sacrifice. All right. And whoa, Maurice. Slow. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got well, it. I know. I got and it. So... Wait, stop, 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 stop. I can't. I, I got to I got to look into that stuff. If you're saying that they he really had a trial and a tribunal, I will. Yes. I will look into that. But I, I don't want to okay. go down that road right now. If you want to, I'm not going to cut you off. And I'm not cutting you off for saying I just that is like okay. out there. And if there's a okay. tribunal, I'll look at it. I'll stop but, on that part. But the yeah. the, the w- reason I brought it up, it's a, a separate issue. Like we could talk about Trump, Trump or the wars or any of this stuff. Yep. It's what I'm saying is that something 
deeply different is happening in our culture right now that you could have people like Kevin addressing these powers successfully, you know, even though they just busted him. Um, and, uh, you know, Stop that. Out you can't this. say that Maurice, they're not going to let you stay on. Sorry. You can't do that. That's no good. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> that got dumped Maurice. So anyway, if there is something, if there is some hope for a Batman out there, that would be great. I would love to, uh, think that, and I would like some accountability, perhaps if we can keep the internet free by staying one step ahead of the sensors and the deplatforming, that would be great. That would be maybe our only hope, but maybe not. Maybe there's always hope. I don't know. Uh, I am going to go to Jerry in Johns Creek. Jerry, you are on with Monica. Hey, nice to talk to you again. I will try to, there, I got a, about five different thoughts I want to roll up and then I'll back out and let you give your opinion, but I think you'll like it because it involves less government. Okay, so Trump's talking about... Um, you you know, might have to pick one. Got. Hold on. Just pick one. I can't do five. I'll give you a minute. Okay. Um, two trillion for infrastructure. Talking about raising taxes. I'm proposing a 3% cut across the board in government spending to be rolled in for the infrastructure. I think if we seal down the border... There's two to three hundred billion there a year that we're spending that could be rolled into infrastructure. Then I wanted to point out to you. You remember when '85 went uh, collapsed? Uh, yes, we did a fantastic show on that. Binkley found some very fishy elements to that story. Well, we also um, we incentivized the workers, and we got done what would have been a year project in oh, six yeah. months. You know, I'm going to cut you off because this is getting derailed, but I will say I thought that thing was a scam from the beginning. They were, they, I think they knew exactly how long it was going to take, and they they kind of back-end loaded it, gave them too much time, and then said, but if you get it done in this amount of time, which for sure was going to happen, we'll give you this outsized profit. I did not like that. I don't have any evidence there was funny business there, but as soon as I heard about that contract in advance, I said, oh, it's definitely going to be done ahead of time because of that. So anyway, I don't like getting derailed like that, but I'm going to get back on track to see... That's when I start to think there's something to what we're doing here, Binkley. And we have to stand firm and get back to what we're talking about. So what were you, what did you find that I was talking about earlier? Some redirection thing? You found the language on that, Binkley? Yeah. Go. Oh, am I? Ah, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. I do that to callers all the time. I'm just like, you're on. They've been waiting for 45 minutes. And then they're just like, what? What? I mean, huh? what? On the air? <laughs> sorry. I got it right here. Go. It says, this from the Christchurch call document. It says, this may include using algorithms and other processes to redirect users from such content or the promotion of credible, positive alternatives or counter-narratives. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's all over the place. That is all over the place in this document. And so tell me what you think that means. I mean, I, I, I think we both know. That's but... just propaganda. That's describing right. propaganda straight up. We're going to point you to what we want you to believe reality is. 
And it says civil society to promote community-led efforts, so it doesn't sound like official government propaganda. No. You see that? That's what the paragraph says. I see it now. Oh, yeah. To counter violent extremism in all its forms. And that's it, like the counter narratives. If if you are counter to the main narrative, the one that they're directing people to, I don't know if it really matters all that much what you're actually saying or doing. It's going to be categorized. Oh, yeah. I actually have a note there that says, are terrorists just conscientious objectors? Yeah. Because I think Kissinger said one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. There you go. And then because we were involved in these in revolutionary movements in South America. So like people are like, but this is, these are, it's what we're doing now. I mean, literally we're, we're in these places that had democratic elections, really ones that stood up to scrutiny. I hate to say it, you know, like I don't, there's no, I don't think there's any way around it in, in, I think they had a recount for Chavez in Venezuela back in the day. I think George Bush was like, that guy's illegitimate. Like, okay, let's do it again. Watch, (laughs) you know, seriously. So, and Crimea too. People are like, oh, that was totally a legitimate election. I don't think so. Do not think so. Egypt, we were on board with that. If it was crooked, it was us who made it crooked for Morsi. And now, anyway, so just because they're on our side doesn't, we'll call them a freedom fighter. Osama bin Laden was our freedom fighter in Afghanistan, according to Hillary's congressional testimony. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. And the bin Ladens are still big in, in Saudi Arabia. And I'll tell you this. So there's all this stuff. There was a, a a headline yesterday, or maybe it was even today, that showed it. Saudi Arabia is just pummeling Yemen, from what I understand, and we're helping. And they all they talk about is, well, they're in Yemen, uh, pummeling Iranian connected rebels, but there's no government there. The government ran away. Like there is no rebels. They're just getting pummeled by Saudi Arabia. Like help, help! You can't blame them for going to. Anyone who these are like proxy wars or whatever. These are wars for domination between Saudi Arabia and Iran. At least that's the at least what we're talking about here. So if Saudi Arabia is the bad actor, what do you think is going to happen to these people who are weak? They have to go to the opponent, whoever that is. And and when my point is that when you look at what's happening there, we're like, well, Saudi Arabia is our ally. Therefore, they're right. But they're not right. They're not right. They are not a democratic society. They're 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Saudi. I believe that's undisputed. Osama bin Laden was Saudi. We created him. And it goes on and on. Iran didn't attack us on 9-11. So I'm not taking sides in this. I'm just saying because they're on our side doesn't make them the freedom fighter versus the terrorist. But that's the label you put on them. And when they talk about terrorists, it's like that newspeak or what the communists used to say. My father always taught me that. Like when the communists say peace, they mean anything that furthers the state. So yeah. it could be war. It doesn't, it's not that peace means war, but peace means anything that furthers the state. It's just a legitimize. It's a legitimizing term. And then the other thing was violent extremism. And I can't help but remember what the ADL guy said when he was giving Tim Cook the You're My Hero Award. What the introduction? So Tim Cook went on his pontifical, whatever, pontificated for a long time, but in the little period of time, the the introducer, the presenter, had to tell what this award was for. He said, for Tim Cook's work in suppressing or reducing whatever, and removing, deplatforming, and dangerous 
anti-government conspiracy theories. So there are those words, those legitimizing words that paint people, that, that delegitimize political discourse or differing political views. This is Monica Perez, 800-WSB-TALK, uh, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Everything you do is being watched by some all-seeing eye. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. So, Binkley, it's Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi. I mean, I know you know it's Monica. I'm just telling <laughs> I, I couldn't, I forget. He always says it, but it's sometimes I'm supposed to say it. So, this is Monica Perez on WSB with Brad Binkley, my producer. Brad. Okay. <laughs> So we're looking at this thing. It says to the the intro. I probably should have read this. It says, "Yeah, it says develop effective interventions based on trusted information sharing about the effects of algorithm and other processes to redirect users from fill in the blank type of content." So this is the Christchurch call. So when let's just recap real quick when the Christchurch massacre, as it was told to us emerged it was it seemed like it ticked off all the buttons they wanted it was like this white nationalist guy who's against immigrants he was anti-muslim he was radicalized online he used guns he live streamed it and it was pretty clear that if they were if the if that what that guy was doing fed right into the hands of the people who wanted to suppress speech and guns so much so as a matter of fact that he was quoted as saying, I know that this, or that I'm paraphrasing, but I know that what I'm doing is going to spur a crackdown. I'm just hoping it spurs the revolution. Yeah. You know, whatever, the counter to the crackdown. Because it was so obvious. I mean, it would be, it, so now they're like, it's like a, it's like a psyop within a psyop within a psyop. Yep. That's accelerationism. We've talked about that before. Trying to expedite yes. the process of yes. the downfall. Yes. And so when when you see that, it's funny because I've noticed that if it's not a leak or accidentally released, nobody really believes it's true. So that's like how we get our news <laughs> now. Like someone accidentally unredacts yeah. something, whatever. So this has gotten to the point where so policies are generated not by discourse, but by reactions to events. Mm -hmm. And now it's even to the point where the actor within the event is anticipating the reaction and claiming to want the opposite reaction of the thing he stimulated as being yet another element of the dialectic. So he's introducing the concept I'm going to coin as the trialectic. It's, it's some real it's, 5D chess going on here. The first use of the trialectic. Let's talk about it after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. You're a libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to your liberties. And I just want to take an aside here on something Trump did. That, to me, is the greatest contribution to his legacy to date, including his entire life, not just as a president. Binkley, my producer, I think you know what I'm talking about because I told you. <laughs> Do you? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure. Tell me. He 
pardoned Conrad Black. Oh, right. Now I remember. I know. You knew. You knew. Stop looking at my notes. So here's the thing. Conrad Black was a media mogul. I believe he is a literally a lord, like in the House of Lords in England, even though he was Canadian. Like that's how how high his star rose. He was, this is not the kind of guy you would think I would ever defend or be in at would ever need defending. He was on the steering committee of the Bilderberg Group. Wow. Yes, which people think the Bilderberg Group is like a fantasy of conspiracy theorists. It's totally not. And I have evidence that William Weld signed off on and Heidi Cruz signed off on a CFR document that talked about establishing a an organization outside the legislatures of Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. to operate like the Bilderberg Group where they tell legislators how to legislate, which is completely unconstitutional and illegal and all that. It's real. It's a conspiracy. It interferes with our sovereignty. It It's a uh, foreign entity interfering in our political processes. Uh, so this is not a guy who I would normally like. I have to say, though, his writing is sublime. It's really? Like, yes, sublime. I'm not saying I read a book by his, but I'm just reading this article of himself saying this is what happened to me. And I was going to just like paraphrase it, but his writing, I mean, it just makes you laugh, makes you cry in like a three-page article. Reminds me of, if you haven't read or if people haven't heard of this book, uh, Witness by Whitaker Chambers. Binkley, you would love it. He wrote Whit- Whitaker Chambers wrote this book, I think, in the 30s, where he had been a communist, a dyed-in-the-wool communist, and activist and everything. And then after St- uh, Stalin made an alliance with Hitler, he woke up and he became, he's the one who testified against Alger Hiss. It's where, when I tell you about the Manchurian candidate, how many communists, 55 communists in the State Department, that comes from that whole trial where uh, Alger Hiss was Alger Hiss was um, on trial and went to jail for being mm-hmm. a communist. So he, Whitaker Chambers wrote this great book and, uh, and the writing was sublime. So is Conrad Black's here. And what he said, what happened to him was he he was like basically railroaded. I don't know why. I could never figure out who was after him or why. And uh, and I found finally it was just overzealous judges, including Richard Posner, who is a very famous guy. And ultimately, what he did was he was on he was on the uh, block for honest services fraud, which is what Lori Lachlan's on the block for. And what happened there is uh, that I'm getting a little interference here. Sorry. So what he was on the block for was honest services fraud. And that the Supreme Court on his case dismissed all the charges and then brought it back to the lower court and said, revisit it for your errors and they put him in jail anyway. They actually rewrote the honest services fraud statute because it was so vague. And that's what they're trying to railroad Lori Lachlan with. And he spent year, a couple of years in jail. His company went bankrupt. All the shareholders lost all their money. And, uh, and he, 
even the thing that they said he did, he didn't really do. He wasn't obstructing justice or anything. He was literally moving from one office to another, moving boxes that the investigation had already okayed for him to take. But he didn't. his secretary didn't get it signed by them that he was allowed to take them out of the office. And on that flimsy evidence alone, they sent him up the river. So since then, he's out of jail, but he's not allowed to come into this country. And he wrote a glowing book about... Trump, I guess. And he seems like the kind of guy who would like Trump. It doesn't surprise me that he would write that book. And Trump called and said, I'm letting you off based on this miscarriage of justice. And I would say he's so right. And then if you but if you Google it right now, all you're going to see is I saw one headline I should have saved. it. I think it was Vanity Fair. Trump. Trump pardons fraudster con man buddy who wrote glowing book about him of course (laughs) and and it's so totally not true because this guy he did it i mean there's nothing there it's really a shocking story so i I, he would definitely get my hashtag justice in jeopardy if he were still in jail now i'm thinking if this holds up I'll, i'll put a hashtag up there trump really is batman because this was an amazing thing and if trump did this for ross ulbricht which he should I will never say another net critical word of Trump. I, I'll, uh, yep. Threw down the gauntlet. Oh, yes. If he does this for Ross Albrecht, I will, I will absolutely, I'm not saying I'm going to praise him or make stuff up, but I will absolutely never criticize him again. I, I, I would there. love if that happened tomorrow just to see how you would react. I would love it. It'd be a small price to pay. Ross Albrecht is the guy who's in jail saving, serving, and I say this over and over again, people are like, I heard you say that already, because there is someone in jail serving double life plus 40 with no chance of parole in a maximum security prison for building a website. Yeah. You know, and he got convicted without being able to bring in the evidence that would have cast serious doubt on the so-called evidence that he was guilty. So, Trump free Ross. Hashtag free Ross. So, okay, that brings me to, uh, I want to get back to the censorship stuff that we were talking about, and I, I, I wanted an update from you. I think this folds into some of the stuff we were talking about on 5G. So last week, people can go to our website, thepropreport.com, and listen to last week's show without commercials and hear your kind of special report on 5G. And I speculated either on air or off air or whatever that what uh, along with I guess this is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing so like the moon landing hoaxers whatever anti-vaxxers and then there would be 5G resistors that wasn't it wasn't there yet I didn't think it was there yet because there's just so much evidence that 5G is terrible for you and no evidence that it isn't they're forcing it down to the localities to local governments you cannot fight it And it hasn't been fully vetted, and it's actually admitted that it's not fully vetted, but that we can't wait to see what harm it might do, or China will beat us. I mean, that's messed up. So I said, well, the next next thing is going to be that people, the 5G resistors, are going to be demonized as these dangerous anti-government conspiracy theorists, and low, low, it said in an article that you were reading me, Basically that very thing, right? Yeah, it was a New York Times article published last week 
with that says your 5G phone won't hurt you, but Russia wants you to think otherwise. And that dovetails with what you were telling us about, because who did that come from? That came from, it was published in the New York Times and the main sources that are used in this article to say that Russia is behind this spread of disinformation is New Knowledge, which conducted the false flag during the Alabama special election where they posed as Russian bots, this is admitted, and also happens to be the same group that wrote the Senate intelligence uh, thing on Russian disinformation. Right, which had a laundry list of stuff we're not allowed to believe or we're Russian, yes. right? <laughs> So now add to the list of stuff you're not allowed to believe or you're Russian, 5G is bad. 5G. Or 5G should be studied. 5G should be approached with caution. Is that all Russian propaganda? Actually, that was, they, RT is the one, they call RT the the cat paw of Putin. A nice... That's a yeah, good that's a little one. metaphor there. That's a great one. I love it. And they it just get, has such great imagery that they're they're toying with us, right? They get a comment from RT, and RT gives a very reasonable reaction, similar to what you just said. I can't find the exact wording yeah. here in the article, but then questions are good. Questions yeah, are not question, dangerous. We're just we're exploring the questions. Not and they asking studied. questions is dangerous. Exactly. And then the New York Times article immediately talks about how aggressive their propaganda is right after a very reasonable quote. From right. And RT. they're so and they're the ones with the aggressive. What are the Vanity Fair aggressive thing? This con man fraudster. Yeah. Uh, Trump upsucker is getting uh, this unfair part and he's already did his time there's nothing to it it doesn't even matter he's not getting his money back he will never be made whole for that i mean that guy there is no justification for what happened to him i mean the criminal justice is my hope he writes an expose oh he maybe already did i should plug back into his story so um, here's what rt justice. says mm-hmm. if we have time yeah, go. It said, this was their response. Nothing I've seen says the book is closed, referring to 5G. Uh, I think there's lots of unanswered questions. Before we commit to something on this scale, shouldn't we consider it um, if people could possibly get hurt? That that was their response. Those animals. Yeah, they're crazy. How dare they? They just hate America. They must. Obviously. So and why, people. We shouldn't even let them publish in English. Why is that even allowed? We should really attack them right now. <laughs> they could. They, they could. They definitely are asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, new knowledge called that quote uh, information warfare. New knowledge. Yeah. The guy from new knowledge at the New York Times um, quoted. Who I, I can remember. I think you said it at the beginning. Three things they did. They posed as Russian bots to discredit Roy Moore. Yeah. They fostered, I believe, untrue stories about him chasing after young girls. They, they amplified them, spread right. them. Right. And they, they fostered extreme conservative alternatives in the primary, right? To, yes, to, they created Facebook party, pages yeah. that had disinformation and, and they got banned from Facebook. And in their apology and in all the media coverage of it, it says over and over again, but it didn't have an impact on this election. This razor-thin election who our mm-hmm. man at Voter GA says Roy Moore probably still won. Yeah. So let's let's wrap that up and uh, put a cherry on top after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. 
It's like everything I've been brought up to believe was all made of bull. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. All right, Binkley, are you ready to put that cherry on top? Let's put the cherry on top. Go for it. So the New York Times, which had this article blaming uh, health concerns uh, about 5G on Russian propaganda, buried deep in the article is the mention that the New York Times happened to enter into an agreement with Verizon, one of the the 5G providers in the United States, to create what's called a 5G lab at the New York Times, where they will be uh, using 5G to create the revolution in digital news telling. All right, so anybody who smack talks 5G is uh, not welcome at the New York Times, and nope. they've got new knowledge to back them up. But I, there's a couple of things I wanted to get back to get in there about Conrad Black. One thing he said was that Robert Mueller, as director of the FBI during his case, uh, he caught that, uh, he said Robert Mueller's FBI, he caught the FBI installing illegal bugging devices in his home in New York, as well as engaged in many falsehoods. James Comey, he throws under the bus. But what I really want to do is leave, uh, leave you, leave this story anyway on a high note. I want to... Read what he, the end of this story he tells about himself, which you can find at the Prop Report. We have a forum called The Pool, as in the press pool, where you can join us and share your headlines, share your thoughts on the headlines we share. And this story is in there, the Conrad Black story. I have links to it so you can read it yourself. I don't have the nerve to paraphrase Conrad Black. It's just fantastic. So he says this is his last paragraph. Uh, talking about the injustice that he met and how it ruined his life and all that. It says, for my friends, no explanation was ever necessary. For my enemies, none would ever have sufficed. As I told the trial judge at resentencing, I always try to take success like a gentleman and reversals like a man onto better things and brighter days. I got goosebumps. Yeah, it's inspiration. Inspiring words of a man about to die. You know, metaphorically, like the gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on that interesting and uplifting note, see, I love these guys. Whitaker Chambers was like that too. Like just always as a touchstone, the high road. I think that they're trying to eradicate that in this life, but we can keep it alive. Keep the nobility of man front and center, however way you can. And we'll try to help you with that. Next Saturday from 3 to 6 on The Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.